earth is a gallery. We are the works of art, all in the same family, beating with one heart. Pride tears us apart. Be wise and let's connect. When lost becomes found, yeah, this is the bridge. Praise God. Grace and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is Prophet Link and your man DJ Lost and Found, my guy. Yeah. Uh, and we're doing a very special, exclusive episode of the Missing Link podcast Podcast. where we where we connect creators and fans oh man yo lnf what's good bro you in your new situation yeah yeah man chilling i'm feeling good here in texas bro finally out here in dallas it took a minute bro it took it took well it's been about uh a total of like eight or nine months for them to build this joint so but uh now i'm here Wow. Loving it, bro. It's hot every day. It's a hundred every day, but, but every I'm loving day. it. <laughs> every day is like straight, just a hundred every day. It, it don't really make sense, but you know, it, it's uh, it's better than New York. Where I, I can't lie. Yeah, I mean, because the heat is different. Because it's ninety four yeah. right now, but it feels like a freaking hundred and ten, and then it's sticky. Right, sticky heat. Right. It's not even like in the city. It, yo, it's just it's just different. Like the difference between like hundred here and hundred even upstate New York is such a drastic difference. But right. praise God. Well, I'll, I'll openly and publicly say, right for the for the pod, uh, congratulations, bro. That's a huge deal. So you got you got a house like built from scratch, like yeah, like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I mean, it, it makes so much more sense. I mean, when you're out here, um, as opposed to New York, like the the amount of house that I got here, um, you know, and not to brag, uh, the Lord has blessed us. We and we we chose to go a, a modest route. Like a lot of pe- people out here, our house is small as composed to the houses that are next to us oh, yeah? and being built. Um, but we got twenty one hundred square feet, and the same thing, same house is a million dollars in the city. You know, I mean, that just mm-hmm. don't make no sense. Like <laughs> for what? I'm doing a million dollar home for what? You yes. know, the job market is is dope, but it ain't make sense, man. Well, that's it ain't ex- make sense. That's exactly why I'm going to your former home town. Right. right. <laughs> that's exactly why, because you can't buy nothing in NYC. Nothing with two yeah. F's. <laughs> so, so what? Where y'all at? Where y'all searching? Uh, uh, where y'all at? Man, so I mean, What's... we 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 have a sales contract, right? We have a sales contract, and for all of those uh, that that are prayer warriors, we need you to pray for and with us. Uh, we ha- we've had a sales contract since March, um, actually late late February, March um, is when we solidified everything. And it's just been a huge delay. The longest story short is that there's a tenant there. And um, also the other part of it is that the seller, <laughs> the seller uh, figured out that he could get a bigger bag and get and has a whole bunch of um, cash offers. And um, mm. the seller's agent is not not the most ethical person as well. They they like gaining their own buyers and trying to be the seller's agent. Like that's just completely unethical. Yeah. It's legal in certain states, but it all depends on how you you market it and how you know how you conduct the business. But it's clear this person is even known for you know double commissions and stuff like so totally dirty. Mm. So they. Which is crazy because they reached out to us. We made a we made a blind offer on this house, right? Talk about faith. 
We made a blind offer on this house. Didn't even see the house in person. There's like no photos of this house, like to give you even an idea of what it looks like on the inside, really. Um, we ended up finding some, but um, bro, we, we put a blind offer in. That was the second one we did. The second mm-hmm. offer we did on the house, and it was a blind offer as well um, because it's just how the market's been. And then um, they had accepted an offer offer fell through for whatever reason we were told that it was due to unemployment of the people uh that they were just recently unemployed or lost their job or whatever um and the, the the deal fell through so they reached out to our agent and was like hey is your client still interested and we like yes <laughs> contingent upon seeing it <laughs> right right contingent upon seeing it so that was a whole ordeal that took weeks way too long so i think like by april we was able to walk in, see it. That was a whole nother ordeal story for another time. And then, right. uh, yo, we, we fell in love with, we not like God confirmed that was it. And then we just kept putting it in God's hands. Like, listen, Lord, we let you cast the lots. Like we, we present these to you. This is what we would like. It's out of these options. You pick the one that is for us. Amen. Right. And so that, that's where we at really like the, the tenant don't want to leave. Um, the seller, the, the, the owner seller um is not pushing the tenant out and the excuse they're using is the moratorium Mm -hmm. kind of valid kind of valid only in the sense that the courthouses are closed so you can't technically file an official eviction um but the moratorium for those that don't know only protects those that have financial hardship and can't pay their rent that's not the case here this tenant is on a month-to-month lease um they were already notified that the home was being sold we have a sales contract like it's official <laughs> and um mm-hmm. they were told they needed to get out, get out um so the seller ain't pushing it because he's collecting rent and he's all right the person the, the, and he's gonna sell it eventually he's gonna sell it either way so he just getting extra bro yeah but the tenant is on section eight housing section eight housing like come on now you got you got resources you got rent. You got abilities, and I found tons of information to help the person, but they didn't want to. So, anyway, right. that's the process. Right now, we finally made a way to getting the inspection done. That's literally what we're waiting on getting the inspection done, and then we could start moving forward towards closing. Um, really right. The wait game process. is is waiting for the courthouses to open, really, because the tenant don't want right. that that eviction notice on their file. You don't want it on your right. file, then do what you got to do to get out of there. Like, you, I'm sorry. Like, practically speaking, there's no way that you thought you was going to rent an entire home and and property forever. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Especially during COVID, especially after and still during COVID. So, yeah, that's the process with the house. And we move into Newark, which is crazy. Super Rick crazy City. for so many reasons. Um, just that that's where our people are. Um, it's, it's definitely in an up and coming, nicer area pre gentrification. It was well, probably it's probably like right at the brink of getting gentrified because they fixing up the roadways. You know, you know, the signs they fixing up the roadways. Once I see a Starbucks on that strip, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. You got it. It's coming, man. They they coming for North, so it's it's coming, bro. Uh, and the taxes are so rough, bro. They the taxes are it's cheap. it's taking a long time. It's ta- yeah. I think I think they even took like steps that they took to gentrify North. They they went it took steps back. 
because North is so rough. Mm. Like I got, I got family. I'm, I was born, not raised there. But I was born there, um, and basically living in the area. Uh, shout out to Maplewood, Irvington. Uh, first five years of my life, but I couldn't do it, bro. Mm. North, North, certain parts of North is terrible. So at terrible. five, so at five years old, you decided you didn't want to live there anymore. Yeah, yeah. I picked <laughs> up and I moved. I was a boss baby. Yeah. <laughs> He was, right, five. Yeah. he was like, I'm done. I'm done. So, so, I mean, speaking about, so speaking about age wise, bro, because I, I find, I find your story way more fascinating than mine. People are like attracted to my testimony and my story because of just how traumatic, <laughs> that, <laughs> how traumatic that, yeah. and like how wild and insane it is. But, um, honestly, that, I mean, that's not even, what the truth of the matter is the trauma I went through is not even what led me to the Lord. Um, right. It wasn't, it wasn't even what got me saved or, or led me or drew me to the Lord. But, um, man, I find your story just amazing. Cause you were raised in the faith, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, tell, I mean, I was, tell, I was, tell, uh, the audience, tell the people's about that. Like how, what was that like growing up in Newark right. and then moving and, being raised right. in the face. So, what was that like? So, yeah, like like you said, man. Um, I was so I was born in Newark, raised in Irvington, and uh, and also Maplewood area. Uh, for, within the first five years of my life, wow. always been to church my entire life. My mom. I come from a family basically of, of church goers. I don't know if everybody is saved, to be honest, because most Ooh. of them don't even go to church anymore. But uh, they were at least church goers. Everybody was, you know, born and raised in Newark. So a lot of my family, even outside, like my, my extended family, all in Newark. You know what I mean? So um, I got I got a lot of roots there. Um, but basically, when I was a kid, man, I grew up in churches. I grew up in uh, Christian Pentecostal is probably one of the most well-known churches in Newark. That's that's actually run by my uh, my uncle and my aunt through marriage. Um so like my, my aunt through marriage, her dad like founded the church and 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 oh, it's so kind of like a, a, a front, right? Bishop, it's, whatever. It's probably it's probably on there. The Smiths, <laughs> man, it's probably on there. But like I went to I went to college and folks, you know, who I knew from college was like, oh yeah, I go to a Christian Pentecostal. So it's it really does hold a lot of like status and weight. So that's kind of basically where I you know. You know, as a kid, I remember going there all the time, whatever. Um, and I remember the blue. If anybody's been inside, the blue uh, pews and all that, you know, it's blue inside. <laughs> blue? The carpet. Yeah, it's, it's old school the Baptist, blue black too? Baptist. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, no. The, so the, the pews are wood, actually, but the carpet is blue. That's what oh, it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. But hopefully, I don't know if it is now. They might have re-renovated now. But uh, yeah, man. I um, So I've been in church all my life. Uh, at five, we moved down to to Atlanta, the Atlanta area, and uh, basically, for my mom, uh, for one, she saw that Irvington was getting rougher, right? Mm-hmm. So she was like, she's from the area, she know what it is. She grew up in the hood. She was like, I want better for my kids, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so she moved me and my brother at five. When I was five, he was probably one. So he he didn't, he didn't at that point didn't know anything about Jersey, uh, but. We moved down to Atlanta, man, I, and I joined. I forget the name of the church now, um, but the, if anybody knows the Bronner, uh, 
Brana brand. It's like hair care or whatever. Um, the pastor who owns that or the family who owns that owns the church that we went to in Atlanta. Um, pastor Brana, I forget, I forget the name of the church. Um, basically, you know, was there until uh, eight years old. Uh, we moved back up to Jersey to Central New Jersey, where basically the rest of my, you know, until I was an adult, lived there. Um, but I went to, uh, like I said, I've been in church all my life, man. I went to a church called uh, Second Baptist, the Cathedral Second Baptist in Perth Amboy, New Jersey. And that was my home church for like 10 years. That's actually where I got saved. Um, and I don't remember anything about the uh, about the actual, like the day, right, that happened. All I remember is the pastor preaching about hell. And me at 12 years old, I was like, I don't want to go there. I heard these, <laughs> I heard like, these messages. Just like you knew over you didn't be in Newark or Irvington. Because you <laughs> right. knew in your heart of hearts, hell right. was not the place. <laughs> that was it. That was not it. No that was not it for me. Um, so, you know, I think what, what originally it came from is um, me being saved at 12. I think it came from fear. Mm. It wasn't so much about Jesus, I think. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you it, I think it came from Jesus. fear. <laughs> to be honest, just to be honest, it was it was more about the fear of going to hell, right? right. Um, you know, at twelve years old, I was more of a mature kid, so I didn't like going to the teen church or whatever. I'd rather be around the adults. Um, but one of the things that I suffered from that is I didn't get discipleship. Mm-hmm. So um, there there was a big lack of knowledge of accountability. So I slipped back. You know, what I mean, for years and years. You know, I could talk to my friends about going to church and they knew I go to church, but I'm still, you know, as I get older, you know, smoking weed, drinking, um, doing some crazy wild stuff that was ridiculous. Um, you know, like experimenting what? Like what? Tell us. Tell us. Like salvia, like, you know, experimental uh, uh, drugs. I almost did X one day, but um, one of my boys smacked it out of my hand and flushed it down the toilet. Wow! I mean, like I was, I was, that was college, but you know, it was, it was wow. uh, something to do that that you know was in a lot of ways rebellion, right? Because mm-hmm. that was that was my life back then. I wanted to rebel. Uh, my first day going to college, I was like, I'm getting drunk just because, just because <laughs> I'm in college now. I'm <laughs> just because drunk. growing up. I always had to be, you know, in the house or, you know, being in a single parent household, um, you know, working uh, almost like like full time. Like I worked full time my, my senior year in high school, going to school and then working full time to make sure we had money. Um, but, but getting back to the salvation story, man. Yeah, I, I, I backslid a lot and to the point where I had a friend in college. His name is Jeremy. And uh we we had a similar story. He got saved when he was young too, um, backslid, and then in college he felt the Lord drawing him back. So he'd be one who'd be like, "Yo, let's read scripture. Like, let's let's open up the Bible. Let's you know, you read and we'll come back and we'll we'll talk about what we uh, what we got from it." And basically for me, bro, like um, I knew I needed to come back to the Lord. I knew I needed to get right, but I didn't know how. Um, that's kind of like where how far I had gotten, uh, where I had no idea what I had to do to get back. Um, like I said, I had no discipleship. 
uh, I had no accountability. I had slipped so far back um, to where I, I think some people were probably even, you know, uh, question my salvation, right? Like, mm. did I really get saved when I was 12 or did I get saved, you know, much later when I was 24? Um, I still believe 12, but, but you know, these are the, the secondary right. I mean, but, conversations. I mean, the, the word tells, and people could defer all they want. That's, man, that's borderline Calvinists and all that other Lutherans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Which I dabbled getting, in. Yeah. Getting yeah. crazy in, in the polarized versions of Christianity, right? But, um, right. I mean, scripture is very plain, is that if, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, right, that you are saved. Right. Uh, but also the other part of that, which really enlightening conversation that made me think heavily about this. And I think I mentioned this before in a previous episode. Um, go go check out that episode with Jared Sanders. Actually, it, it's, I think I said it on air, but um, like the notion of being safe, not saved. Right. right? Like like right. you're not just saved forever. You still got some work to do. Right. Um, scripture tells us to work out our salvation with fear and trembling right um it also says that you know god um i don't want to misquote it but um basically in some in substance um is working out our salvation right we're, we're constantly right. working towards that um the author and finisher of our faith uh i'm thinking of right. other more right. cliche scriptures right now i can't think of the main one right now that i'm thinking of but basically god is con- constantly and consistently working with us right until you know we achieve that state which we won't achieve in life right we, we right. gotta we gotta pass away first wow that's crazy so i saved at 12 went through college so you went did did you finish up your bachelor's like all in one shot or was it what was it what was yeah, that college yeah like? yeah finished all in one shot um i had you know great counseling i had a, a great uh professor who uh, really helped me out. I ended up like taking uh, a class twice, had no idea that I was taking the same class twice, um, <laughs> but I still got out on time, you know what I mean? So wow. uh, with the help of some 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 uh, summer school, basically. Um, but yeah, yeah, got out, got out. But um, yeah, to, to finish up the salvation story, basically I, I graduated college. Uh, I was at that place where I was like, uh, I had no idea how to come back to the Lord mm. um, in my life. I felt like the Lord was allowing, and this is in '09. So you, you, oh wow, you thought you think about the uh, the crash of the economy in '08. Can't nobody find no jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I mean, it was so bad for me that I started babysitting. Right. So there was a there was a parent who I knew through a friend who wanted to go out and party on on Wednesday nights. That was her night to go out and party. <laughs> Wednesday nights. Middle of the week? Dang. So, I, know about the Thursday. Week. I know about Thursday nights being popping, but Wednesday? Thursday, Thursday yeah. Wednesday you. nights, bro. She, she would go out Wednesday night, um, and I would watch her son, which even looking back now, I think, you know, what, this is what, 10, 10 plus years ago? I don't think that was a smart thing to do. Um, but I would watch her son. I'd make 60 bucks for, you know, to, to watch her son, make sure he's safe. Um and that would be my money for haircuts. That would be my gas money to wow. go to, you know, to, to go to uh, 60 a week. Yeah, Man, yeah, that was the only income I had for, for months. It was it was terrible. Clothes was falling apart. Um, uh, uh, just the, I think the, the Lord allowed my life to deteriorate 
to a point where, and I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't homeless, nothing like that, but, um, I was a grown man living at home. So that was taxing. Oh, I was um, just about to say, so where were you like at that time? So where? Yeah. So you were, yeah, I was, I was in Jersey dad. in, uh, North Brunswick, North Brunswick, New Jersey, um, living with moms, uh, living with my, my younger brother as well. Um, and it was, it was tough, man. And it, being a person who doesn't want to be living off of folks, that, that's what I think made it the wor- the, the roughest. Um, so, like I said, my clothes was falling apart, uh, but I was also, you know, drinking, smoking, living in depravity. Uh, and the Lord allowed me to get to a low um, so that he can build me back up. All right. So I got to this to this my bottom um, where. went out for a second um so i got to my bottom this and this is kanye west lyric i wish i could find it but he says something like i i, I went so far away from god that i didn't need, i don't even know how to find him again or something mm-hmm. like that but i don't even know how to pray and that's kind of how i felt like i didn't know how to pray like i didn't the basics the basics of 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 you know um christianity i didn't understand and didn't didn't know what to do so um, the one thing that I did do, bro, is I saw, well, I, I, uh, I prayed to the Lord. The only thing that I did pray, I said, God, I need help. I said, bring me a woman that will, that will help me to get closer to you. Right. So, um, funny enough, I saw a, uh, a, was it maybe Christian Mingo? It's probably Christian Mingo, uh, commercial about a week later, I was against, uh, online dating at the time. This is this is way before Tinder and all that swiping left and swiping right. We we wasn't doing that really. Maybe on MySpace back then, you know, yeah, MySpace, Facebook, whatever. But uh, so I chose to to go on Christian Mingle, and uh, bro, I found my wife on Christian Mingle, um, wow. and she was instrumental in me coming back to the faith, coming back to the Lord. Um, you know, she she invited me back. So she invited me to to New Life. If you remember, uh, New Life Bronx. Shout out to New Life Bronx. Both of our our churches. Um, she invited me to what was the, uh, the encounters? Encounters. You remember weekend. the encounters? Yes. Yeah, the encounter, encounter weekends. weekends. I remember. I, I most likely was there because you, you. So you talk about all right, So you're in New New Brunswick, living with mom. Right. 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 Meet Rayshon on Christian, Christian Mingle. Mingle. Wow. Right. What a story! <laughs> right, <laughs> the promo, right. y'all. Uh, they need to give y'all a little bag, do a little promo plug. <laughs> I thought <laughs> about it. <laughs> <laughs> and she invites you to New Life. Right. So, I mean, what what was that timeline like, though? So, like, y'all y'all started talking online, and then what? Y'all met up in person, or she was like, "Nah, you got to pull up to church, homie." Like, what what was that like? Right. That transition uh, from let offline because me... you you kind of getting to know each other remotely. Which is weird. Which yeah. is crazy considering this is what uh, shoot years. This is like this is like 2010. Over a yeah. decade, right? Like so, over a decade before COVID, right? Or a, a, about a decade, right? Um, so you getting to know each other remotely. What was that transition like, relationship wise? And then what ended yeah, up so, pulling up saying? So here's a, here's a funny thing: is <laughs> uh, she found me on Christian Mingle. Uh, I was very much. Uh, not interested in New York whatsoever. So they basically they give you like a radius of how far you can search or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would only search in Jersey. 
as far as I would go. Uh, I think her her radius obviously was much larger. She saw me. She sent me a little uh, smiley face or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. so I okay. hit the DM first. Yeah, she hit the DMs, right? Oh, she had some game. So I was like, all right, who, who is? That's my peoples, by the way, for anybody that doesn't know where he's sounding from. Little do she know. She probably hit me up on a Thursday. Uh, the, the very next day, I lost my job and got laid off. Wow. In a, in a stealth layoff. So I don't want to say the firm, but I got laid off, laid off in a stealth it's layoff a, so that they didn't have to pay layoff? my... Uh, it's, yeah, it's called a stealth layoff. Oh. What they do is... Um, They'll, they'll lay you off like right before you have to pay unemployment benefits oh. so that they get off. So they, they laid me off and uh, they didn't have to pay my empl- unemployment benefits. Um, like the, the, the I was I was setting up my life, bro. I was about to get an apartment. I was about to go apartment shopping that very Saturday. Uh, I had just bought a new car. Um, you know what I mean? I was I was I was looking good. I was like, OK, I'm making a little bit of money now. I'm up. You know, now looking back, I'm like that with no money. But back then, I was like, "Yeah, we can work with this." That was up. What you had it a vehicle? Money. And money. You looking for an apartment? That was up, all the right. way up. Right. Shoot. Right. So yeah, so I lost my I lost my job, which means um, I didn't I hadn't fully activated my account with Christian Mingle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to wait two weeks to get that last paycheck, and then I went to Christian Mingle and. Um, uh, I guess like finalized my account or whatever. So I reached back out to Rashonda and uh, I said, what's up? Like, you know, I, I forget the wordage, whatever, but you know, what's up? How you doing? Um, I saw you left me a, a smiley face or whatever. <laughs> and she thought I wasn't going to answer. She thought, you know, after two weeks, like I was like, nah, I'm good. So um, basically after that, we, we exchanged emails. We started emailing back and forth a little bit. Uh, and the funny thing is, man, like, from the first one of the first emails, probably the first one, I just had this feeling like this is your wife. This is this is the one. What right you knew? This is the one. Um, and I think the thing that that uh, really you know I, I didn't get I didn't get too excited about. It. I was like okay okay I felt like that before so that don't mean nothing. And I mean I have been there. Um, but the thing that that really cemented it was we actually got on the phone call. And one of the first things she says, I ain't playing no games. I'm trying to get married. <laughs> and you know my wife. My wife, you know Ray. She she's from South Central yeah, LA. I just you know what I mean I played it all over my head. Listen, James. Listen. Listen to me. <laughs> I ain't got time to be playing no games. I need to know if you serious right. or not. Right. Okay, so she told she told you we I was I, I was no twenty four at the time, I think. She was tw- or twenty three. I think she was twenty five, twenty six, something like that. Um, so I'm definitely rocking with the older women. You know what I mean? Oh I'm with snap! It. I'm with the kooks, you know. With the um, <laughs> the kooks, you know. Ah, I'm but, tagging her, uh, tagging her all yeah. up on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we uh, yeah, it was it was just a really good day. Um, uh, that that you know that that email, I saw the email. I just felt like she was my wife. Uh, so from there, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to act on it because I've, I've acted on it in the past and I've been wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to act on it. So I'm telling my moms, like, yo, I think, I think I found the one, but you know, we'll see. So we actually, um, after that, met up in in New York City, right? Uh, for our first date, it was in like June something, June maybe July uh, of 2010. 
I want to say. And um, dang, well, we had we had a I pretty good date outside already. Of, I was already yeah, married we, with we, peanut. <laughs> oh, work. Yeah, it was dang. married. Had peanut already. She's a year. Shoot, we was. Uh, Elise was pregnant with Madison around that time. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. By the time I joined the church, I, I, you definitely had two kids by the time I joined the church. <laughs> so, yeah, I went on your bet. first date. <laughs> That's funny. We, yeah. So, we went on our first date. Um, it went pretty well, ex- except for, and I'm telling her now, she's going to hate this part. But we went to the Met, um, to the museum, right? And, uh, you know, we're walking around or whatever. And she tells me, Yo, you ain't got to babysit me. I'm like, what? I ain't got to babysit you. Like, what? Bro, so, you know, we all come with our own baggage to relationships. Um, and, you know, for me, I was about to walk out. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this. Pro- these problems. This is red, red flag. Uh, right off the, the, right the bat. Red flag. Oh, homegirl. I'm good. Red flag. <laughs> So I started. I started distancing distancing myself. But wait, why did she um, even say that though? What was? Did you ever? Talk so about we it? was going walking around exhibits, right? And uh-huh. you know, I was staying closer. I'm like, we're on a date. You know You're on me? a date at the so museum. I'm, so what? You were playing so I'm, too I'm close? close to you. Maybe I was too close. I don't. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> basically, my understanding was that she felt like, all right, yo, you can you can walk, look at a you know, look at an exhibit, and we'll come back and talk about it or whatever. You know, and, and convene and meet, uh, you know, out, you know, because if you if you ever been to the Met, it has different rooms, right? Yes. You go, you walk around the room, and then we'll meet up again. Oh yeah, I thought that 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 picture really spoke to me. You know, that that was really nice. <laughs> she like wanted that. to have intellectual. She wanted to see what that intellect right. was like, fam. Right. Basically. Basically. For those that don't know, Donna Hardy is a doctor. Legit. She is a PhD. She's a show. she's a PhD. Put some respect on it. Right. So at that time she was still uh, going in school, you know, wow. to get it. But um, yeah, man, basically, uh, I almost walked out. I started, I started, uh, you <laughs> know, to leave right just thinking bed. about, you know, maybe I should give her a second chance. You know what I mean? But I, re- I really was feeling like, yo, you should walk out right now. Like you don't own this woman nothing. Wow. You should just go ahead and go. And I said, you know what? I'll give her a second chance. So when after we left the Met, um, then the rest of the date was. Smooth, bro. Um, okay. You know, we had Thai food uh, at some Thai restaurant, uh, which later became like, uh, uh, yeah, became our. When we, once we got married, became my neighborhood. To think about it now, oh, that wow. we we actually lived in. So, um, but yeah, man. So once we started dating, it. I don't forget you. You asked about the timeline. That was about June. The uh, encounter weekend was probably about like September, something like that. Most likely, uh, right after. The so you know, we <laughs> we <laughs> in September. Uh, was this, no, it was October because it's my birthday weekend, mm. and by that time we had officially started dating or whatever. And um, she was supposed to take me out, but she she said she was in prayer one day, and she really felt like the Lord told her to uh, to invite me to this encounter, which she mm. wasn't going to. We were supposed to go out. But she and wasn't just, going to. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was supposed. She was supposed to, uh, and she was a leader at that time. We were supposed to, for my birthday weekend, go out and to celebrate my birthday weekend. She's, you know, she's in prayer one day, and she feels like the Lord is telling her, "You need to invite him to the encounter weekend." So, when she invites me, I say, "I say, okay, I'll do it." 
you know, that'll, that'll be, we have other times where we can go out, whatever. I'll go to this encounter weekend. Um, I was looking to get back into church, right? I was looking for a way to get back to the Lord. Um, so, uh, I go to this encounter weekend, bro. And you know, you know, pastor in the prayer that we have, right? Like pastor prayed over me, pastor Fernando Cabrera, who I'm in debt to forever, man. Cause he prayed over me and he prayed this prayer of something along the lines. I remember a part of it, the end of it is like, you have, you, uh, something like you have, a, a Moses, uh, I'm thinking about the right word, like mission or something like that. Mm-hmm. It says something like that. Calling and Moses, anointing. Compare, basically, compare me to Moses. <laughs> he didn't. He uh, didn't know me. Right. You know what I mean, like we we had just met that day. He didn't know me, and um, you know something, something broke in me, bro. And mm-hmm. I broke down in tears. Probably cried harder than, harder than I ever had before. And uh, it was at that all that that's saying all of that's that not, all of that. Folks don't know about the encounters. We they go by many names, but it's basically a weekend right. retreat where it's just right. Is you the G? Is you the Holy Spirit and the woods? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of spirit filled folks that just speak life into you. So yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> so no, so so yeah, basically that 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 night happened, um, and I instantly just um, you know rededicated my life to Christ. Um, and, rededicated because you, know, you saved since rededicated. 12. <laughs> I believe I was. I believe yeah. I was saved at twelve. I believe wow. so. Um, you know, from experiences and stuff like that. But I don't. I, I try not to put a lot of stock into experiences, mm-hmm. only because I really feel like you know our experiences can be tainted. I mean, you can experience something. We see it all the time with weird videos, folks mm-hmm. experiencing stuff, but it's probably demonic. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, I had an ex- I had experiences or whatever, so I, I believe I rededicate my life to Christ. In any uh, event, I'm under Christ now, and He has saved my my soul. So that's what you know matters the most. Um, but yeah, bro. So so I went to that encounter weekend. Um, shortly after that, man, it must have been like November. I proposed because uh, I wasn't playing no games either. I was like, that was one of the things that attracted no me to Rayshonda the most. As I'm playing no games, I'm trying to get married. You know what I mean, I'm not, I'm not playing with y'all. Um, that, that was some of the things that I felt like happened with a lot of the relationships in the past. As women was playing around. Uh, so yeah, so I, I you know, <laughs> he brought it proposed. back. I ain't playing no games, baby girl. I don't even. Were you even? Were you at my wedding at the church? Ah, uh, I don't even know if we really knew each other like that. Yeah. No, I. Did we? Honey, we went to Rishon and Jay's wedding. Were we there? Yeah, they, y'all got married at church. Like it was a whole. Was, yeah. it, was it like a right after service thing? Like okay, we finishing servicing. <laughs> nah, nah. So what they did, the church did, is they had some type of special. <laughs> at least said, where it was like. She said it was like a speed dating wedding. <laughs> for real, for real, for real. Because look, we we got married. People, people, you know, people be engaged for forever, whatever. Like a lineup, so, and I ain't judging. I ain't judging. But we got, we got, we literally met. In June and by February we got married. Praise um, God. So eight months total. Um, and I think you know a lot of things is when you when you have your priorities in order, um, and you don't allow the fear, you know, what I mean, to kind of mm. like come in and creep in, then you you move on it. You know, what I mean, mm. and, and I was I was ready to move. I was ready to get married. My wife was ready to get married. So like I said, we was playing no games with that, and and we moved on it. 
you know what I mean? So, um, you know, we had our, our wedding at the church. The church did some like special where they was uh, they allowed people to get married on like there's supposed to be like like three weddings in one day or whatever. And they weren't charging nobody. You so got the group rate. Like, let's let's do this. Well, let's the do this. Promo. Group rate. This marriage Groupon. The Groupon. Right. Right. And, but it but it worked out, man. And so, um, yeah, for us, sure you know, we financially, there. it was the best thing, too. No. So what? We wasn't there? I don't know. I was fact checking. Elisa's fact checking me on the side. I feel like we were there, but I don't know. That was a long time. I don't, ago. I don't know, man. <laughs> it was it was it was mad people in that room. So um, now this is what, twenty eleven now you're talking about. Twenty eleven February of twenty eleven. Yeah, I think so. I, I I don't really know what year I got married. Twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah, I think it's twenty eleven. <laughs> you yeah. better stop, bro. <laughs> I, I'd be terrible. I don't it, it's one of the two, you know. Well, you say you went to the encounter in, in October, and then y'all married yeah. by February. It was, it was a Praise lot. God. Yeah. There we go. Moses. <laughs> I always got to go back and check my, you know, check my calendars and stuff. Um, but yeah, so we got married. And um, man, I don't I don't really know, you know, it, I mean, as far as my 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 salvation story, uh, the Lord answered my prayer. Man, he gave me what I asked for was a woman who would help me come back to him. And oh, another thing that I asked during that prayer was somebody who, who uh, loved him more than she would love me. So that was important, too. Man, I just heard that in a bar from the homie. Uh, who was it that was saying it? Zaire. Homie okay. Zaire. Shout out to him. BK. Stand up. Um, was rocking out yesterday with him at the show. Um, he killed his performance like always. But anyway, um, he had his in his song um, talking about uh, the young lady that he's been dating for a while. I believe they got engaged. Are they engaged? I don't know. They, they, they're pretty serious. I think they right? are engaged. I believe they are, right? So. They just got engaged. And um, he wrote that in, in his latest project drop. Um, he was talking about, you know, he was kind of doing a ch- running through a checklist. And then that was one of the things he said. The fact that she loves, she openly told me she right. loves the Lord more than she loves me. That just makes me love her and want and desire her right. even more. Um, so that's super important. Super crucial. That's dope. Yeah, man. So, so eight months, eight months from Christian mingle, eight months later, married. You know what I mean, from single I mean, and ready to mingle with only Christians, the only <laughs> holy fans. I gotta right. go. <laughs> man, Street Hymns got the holy fans shirts out, merchandise. You see those? That's a, that's his yeah, new, seen, that's his new that. battle rap joint, and he be ministering, bro. Like it'd be crazy. Anyway, so that <laughs> yeah, you went to the Christian from Christian mingle. Living at home with mom in New Brunswick, and then got married eight months later. Wow, that's that's incredible! And now you guys have two boys, two amazing, yeah, handsome. Those are my those are my guys. Those are my guys. Ryan and Miles, five and three. <laughs> we in the thick of it. I mean, you need some help, bro. <laughs> we in the thick of it. So, oh, but yeah, man. man. So what what about yourself, man? I'm, I I think I've heard portions especially of like your love story but and even with you have uh you know elise right there bro Let, let's hear it because i and i want her i want to hear her like nah that's not how it happened that's not how it happened. <laughs> that's what, not is, how <laughs> what is y'all love story bro man so i i, I think we we're pretty we I, I definitely uh well how how the connection happened was just really natural kind of organic but i definitely caught eyes first mm. definitely um mm. so funny you talking about like salvation star we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it with, with my love story 
my salvation right. story is completely separate. That's gonna be episode uh the next episode for this one, right? The the second part On of Patreon. this series. Um but our love story is actually the person that I give credit to and responsible other than God, of course, um, and they laugh is Lisa Nelson. All right. So uh, Lisa okay. Nelson, who is Ray Shonda's peoples too, right? Right. Um uh, Lisa Nelson was uh in charge of production for a play that we used to do at New Life called The Blink. All right. And talk about salvation stories, right? We we might have reached somebody with the me- with the message like you, right? Right. The Blink was about life choices, lifestyles, how you lived your life, and then if you died today, where would you go? Heaven or hell? <laughs> that was mm. that was the play, bro. And so there was different segments, different scenes. And um, at that time, this is, uh, I always get the timeline right. So at least could fact check me on that one. But um, around April, May, the production was supposed to be happening. No, when was it? Before my no. birthday. So I wasn't 21 yet. Oh, no, uh, See? She's wrong. I got it right. I got it right. Yeah. For the for the husbands. So uh I was already 21. Right. All right. So she jokes that I'm older. It's only about like four months, right? But anyway. <laughs> She's 21 forever. I'm the one that gets the age. She's 21 forever. Right. <laughs> Praise God. So anyway, Lisa's in charge of this production. The blink. I'm I'm what? I got saved the end of December 2006. So January, February, March, April. So I'm like four months in the faith, right? Mm-hmm. I done I, I done probably went through maybe a couple of levels of the school of disciple makers, right? <laughs> the school of disciple right. makers. I just got saved. Like I, I literally had my encounter with God that December at an encounter weekend. So I'll elaborate that. Like that was really my, that was my ultimate seal experience right like baptized and with the like speaking in tongues like i had a crazy radical um conversion that weekend but so this is only like four months later and i'm i'm involved in everything i'm showing up to men's ministry shout out to george uh george beldejo beldejo berdijo people pronounce it different ways but that's how you uh, pronounce it beldejo um he was the first um uh it wasn't small groups then it was cell groups right this is not this is not the the Taliban I I promise y'all but that's what they were called according to the model we were following at the time so I I was attending George's uh, cell group and I was also in the youth ministry I got plugged in I had a lot of fire and zeal and I was just I was literally just showing up for every and anything just like okay this is happening on this night I'm there right Um, so the announcement was made that they um, they were looking for some people to fill some roles and some parts. A, a, a part opened up in the in the play. It originally was supposed to be two best friends, two girls going into the club. They pop ecstasy. They wilding out. They overdose. They die. They go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original thing. Um, but uh, one the the young lady that was supposed to be partnered with at least it. It didn't work out for whatever reason. I get that part mixed up too. She's like, there was nobody. 
It was written to be two girls. There was nobody. There was an open right. role. Lisa switched the script to include me in it. So we ended up being boyfriend and girlfriend in the play. Okay. For the play. Okay. okay. So me, I had my own apartment at the time, actually. Um, uh, was probably, wow, not even a year out of a really, really, really bad, really bad relationship, right? had my own apartment mm-hmm. but i was struggling i was going through like one shot deals i was like yo talking about bottomed out that was the that was my state my condition going into when the lord called me and i, I got saved like i was broke right. broke bro i'm talking about like scrounging together change so i could get cocoa bread adding sugar to water so i could have some type of sustenance in my body and all right. and it wasn't like i couldn't go back home i could have easily went back home but i was just too prideful like I'm living on my own. Mm. I got my own apartment. Ended up losing my job because of the stress and anxiety that I was going through in that relationship that was carrying over into work and then work stuff. Like I got passed. No, I didn't. Get, I didn't get passed up on a promotion. I was working for Animal Care and Control at the time. Um, I didn't get passed for the promotion. I got the promotion. I was operating in the position, doing amazingly, and then they retracted the offer because someone technically applied first. And they didn't give her the chance to what? to like I'm like, yo, how you give me the position and then take it away? So it was a, a right. an amalgamate, like it was too much stuff going on. Uh anyway, so now fast forward back back to April. Um I'm coming from my apartment in on Elder Ave in the Bronx, Elder and Watson. That's mm-hmm. all the way east. That's pretty much Soundview, you might as well say Soundview Co-op City, right? Like, well, almost not not Co-op City because I would have been closer to her. I was further down Soundview, right? Bronx River, all around there, right? (laughs) Along the Brooklyn, yeah. I rollerbladed because I was so broke. I don't think she knew this. I was so broke. That's why I chose to rollerblade. I was just acting like I like (laughs) rollerblading, which I did, (laughs) but that wasn't why. Rollerbladed all the way to her crib. In the Northeast Bronx by Dyer Avenue. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> bro, that's that, by is that Dyer a twenty Avenue. minute drive at least. The closest stop was the second to last stop on the five train, Baychester. Jeez, Baychester yeah. Ave. So, yeah. rollerblader all the way over there. We're on the phone. Um, she's trying to direct me. I'm the, there's no Google Maps while I'm rollerblading. It was no Quest there's barely any Google in. Maps anyway. So. I'm right. trying to figure it out. I'm like, I know some parts of this section of the Bronx. I can figure it out. So I, eventually I find her house and we were supposed to practice. That's where we were, we were going to run the lines, practice, so on, so forth. So we go to the backyard. We on the swing and we talking mm-hmm. and it's nothing had to do anything with the play. We probably talked about the play for like five minutes, came up with some lines. And then the rest was <laughs> me telling her my story because I was I was still a, a, a baby Christian. I'm right. still a baby Christian, so I was super excited, super fired up to be serving the Lord now and to be a part of this. So I'm like, yeah, this is what happened. I'm telling my story. You know, I got shot, I got stabbed, I got my head cracked over. I was pronounced dead twice on the operating table. I'm doing, I'm showing her my scars. So I was showing her off my body, low key. She was feeling my body, <laughs> shaking her head over. <laughs> so I'm showing her my scars and stuff like That's that. That's not Christian. Um, her brother Victor, my brother-in-law. Um, was actually in the play too. He was the drug dealer. 
And him and I were mm. actually cool first because we were a part of the same cell group under Rob. Rob was our okay. cell leader. <laughs> Rob was our cell leader. So he was the, the drug dealer in the play. Soul is the drug. So he, he popped out and was like, oh, Mike's here kind of thing. And then he kind of, I, I saw, I don't think I ever told Elise this, but I saw the awkwardness in his face because the way he, <laughs> like he, he popped up for a minute and he was there probably maybe 90 seconds because right. it, it was what the awkwardness in his face. To? Like, hold up. What's going on yeah. here? Ah, uh, right. they kind of crushing over here. Okay. Left us alone. And man, fast forward from there. We just, we started spending time together. We, we really were feeling each other. We killed, killed our skit in the play. It was a whole run on joke after that. Um, because <laughs> I, I overdose and we're in hell now and we're arguing in hell over whose fault it is. And there's a famous running line. I say, you damn woman is your fault. It's because, you know, because Adam and Eve, it was, it was Eve fault. Right. Eve picked the apple, right? Or, or the fruit, excuse right, me. Right. The fruit gave it. So it was a run-on joke. <laughs> and she brings it back to the fact that Adam ain't say no, right? He took it and ate of and it, Adam too. messed up, bro. Anyway, so that was a run-on joke. Like, you damn woman. And it was like, we had folks cracking up, like, um, but they were also engaged in the story and the message of the play. Um, and we just get, we kept meeting up and hanging out. And yo, talk about come up, bro. We got a similar story in that sense because she had a car. She had a car. <laughs> she had her own car. She was living in a three family house. Um, and man, her, first of all, like it was it was completely different for me, like the, the right. type of the type of women and, and girls, really girls in, in all senses of that maturity lifestyle how they behaved right um it was totally different for me parents married were married for a couple of years before she was even conceived and born you know what i mean Mm. um Mm -hmm. both parents active well you know actively raising them together right the co-parenting um and my (laughs) father-in-law god rest his soul at the time, well, he still was. He, he's a detective, NYPD detective, right? Right. <laughs> making over six figures a year by himself, making over mm-hmm. six figures, well, well off in his career. And uh, mom at the time, my mother-in-law, I call her mom. Uh, there's a funny story behind that too, but um, she was working as a med- was her official title was it? I know she's a phlebotomist, but she's a medical assistant. There you go. She was an official MA, like certified and everything. So, you know, right. two income household, well over, you know, well over poverty. So that was just way different in exposure for me. And um, man, met them. We we went on a couple of days. Like our first date date was to the beach. And I remember it was it was such a Christian date. Like it was so cute. We we Orchard got a blank. Huh? Orchard? Orchard Beach. Ooh, good Lord. <laughs> Orchard Beach. Okay. I won't say the nickname for it in the Bronx. Right, but right. It's, it's, it's a little vulgar. But <laughs> we went to Orchard Beach. We, laying out, we laid out the blanket, right? Um, and we pull out our Bibles. We pull out our Bibles. We looking at Adam and Eve. We chopping it up about script. Like, it was such a Christian date. Like, mm-hmm. now that I look back at it and think about it, um, 
praise God. And and man, we just we we really just fell fell for each other. And um, I definitely said I love you first. I remember that. Um, and then we we kissed, and it was just like history from there, man. Um, so this is this is now summer of July, uh, summer of twenty two thousand. Oh my gosh, where am I? Seven. <laughs> okay. Timeline wise, summer two thousand seven. Yeah. Summer 2007, um, I'm still, you know, early first year of the faith. And we felt like, yo, we don't need no chaperone. Like, uh, I, I, well, let, let me not get ahead of myself. Our first open date in front of our new life family, right? So for those that didn't know, me and the homie come from the same home church, uh, New Life right. Outreach International in the Bronx. If you want to check it out, come visit us, newlifebronx.com. Um, and so... I was in the youth ministry and as we started uh, dating, she was in the women's ministry actually under Liz Suazo. Um, mm-hmm. And man, our first date was Rob's wedding. That was our first like oh. public new life date. Like we was already kind of seeing each other and, and hanging out and chilling. But Rob's right. wedding was our first like out in the open. Yeah, we we dating. Pressure. Right? That's pressure. <laughs> and it, that it now was blown open. Now it was like, okay, what are your intentions, kind of thing? You know, them leadership meetings, like, okay, yeah, y'all, y'all got to be wise, be wise about this. No, you know, shameless plug. <laughs> no Everybody's pun intended. In the business, no. yep. But yep. yeah, I got to be wise about this. And and our leaders stepped in to kind of console us at the time. And I could talk about this openly because um, we we've had conversations and, and growth and development. This was years ago, right? Um, but at the time, they weren't really kind of feeling me so much like I had a lot of zeal and and my love for the Lord was very evident but watch out for this guy kind of thing right kind of vibes like right. watch out for this guy um, very overprotective over her and then also there was like you know how them church arrangements go like yeah. no you, you're supposed to be with this person with y'all, like, y'all gonna get right. married right and that didn't work out and homie right, right. You snooze you lose right <laughs> Rashonda was supposed to be with Anthony Springer yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm saying the names. I'm saying governments out here. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. She's supposed to be Anthony. Yeah. Wow, that's odd. <laughs> they they kind of like somebody somebody like put them together on a date out of nowhere. What? You know yeah. what? I I don't put it past. See, church folks, we be wilding, man. Church church culture be wilding. We, we about to mess up people's whole destiny, right? <laughs> right. Anthony's happy we married, man. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah and it took 100%. time, and he was patient. And praise God, that's a whole testimony. We should get him on here, man. Um, he's a creator in dope. his own right, um, in the political sphere, um, right. doing amazing things. We should get him on here. That'd be a dope interview. Um, it's a pastor now. He's Pastor Anthony Springer, right? It, yes, he's, a, he's, a, he's an official pastor now. Like I remember, man, when I first got saved, I remember going over to his house, and we would have just all night prayer. All night prayer, bro. Break night, mm-hmm. just praying. I remember, like, we got some crazy stories and experiences. One night, we fasting and praying, and and he was just led. Let's go into the hallway and let's pray over every floor in this building because there's the demonic presence in the building. And bro, I kid you not, you can ask John Zaccaro, you can ask Anthony Springer, uh, uh, John Orlando no longer fellowships with us, but um, 
you can ask any of those brothers. Right, right. We heard screeching of the demons after we finished praying, like screeching, like they were exiting, like they were being exercised out of the building. Ooh. Crazy. I told you, these are the yeah. experiences I was having from the onset of getting saved, bro. Like crazy stories. Anyway, and man, back to the relationship part of it. That's um, leadership is stepping in. They're trying to guide us and lead us. And it's just like, nah, we grown. Like, I'm 21 years old. Mm. I can buy a drink now. Legally. I was already drinking well before right. that. <laughs> right? Well, I got saved. I wasn't drinking anymore. But, um, like, man. <laughs> yeah, like, that. sorry. I just had a brain fries. Like, just, just thinking about it now, how immense and crazy it was that time we felt like we didn't need any guidance we didn't need we grown we don't need a chaperone funny that you said that like i don't need a babysitter we we felt like we didn't need a babysitter and of course one thing led to another and um anybody could do the math and see we've just celebrated 12 years of marriage praise god amen 12 years of marriage our oldest son is also 12 (laughs) so you could do the math there so we did not listen to our leaders and of course we fell into our lustful passions and we didn't do it the way that we even intended and we gave in um and anybody that's been in church for any amount of time we got stepped down from ministry from leadership and then it was and then by that time she was i brought her over to the youth ministry kind of because it just made the most sense like it wasn't making sense anymore for her to be in the women's ministry when we were spending so much time together um and they you know we were kind of getting pulled in different directions ministry wise you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so she joined ended up joining the youth ministry we're like the oldest oldest young people in the youth ministry uh amongst a couple of a select few of the ogs and um man we 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 went through that process a couple of times let me just say that like step down you got to go through restoration get your relationship Uh right with the lord and then so we did that a couple of times and finally we we just we we ultimately felt the conviction because we we saw how this was affecting everyone else around us our relationships and and how this was grieving the lord and how this was not working out the right way and we had plans we had goals and we already knew we wanted to get married um so finally i proposed in front of the whole church december of 2008 it was so dope how we did it shout out to pastor reverend dr fernando cabrera set it all up it was right after his sermon and Mm -hmm. um praise god right after his sermon and i came in I, I piggybacked off his sermon to act like it was going to be a testimonial. That's how we played it up. Like, I'm going to bring my brother Michael Alvarado up so he can share his testimony. <laughs> and, and so I piggyback off of the sermon, which was about Paul on the ship. Um, right. I, I forgot where he was going, but uh, the, the, the ship, you know, the shipwreck, um, that whole story. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about, like, it was crazy how I finessed it. Like, the Lord gave me a word and all that on the spot. It was crazy. And I was talking about how sometimes because Paul ordered them to get the get the cargo off the ship so that it would be, you know, so that the storm wouldn't overtake them, that they wouldn't be get killed by all the stuff that was on the ship also. Um, so I tied it in how, you know, you need a partner in life to help you deal with that baggage and that extra luggage and that extra, you know, all of that stuff. I called her up on stage and I got down on one knee and proposed in front of the whole church. Now, like a G, I'm more than sure. There are still people that believe that we got married 
because she was pregnant. Right. That was not the case. We did not know. (laughs) Public disclaimer. We did not know. We we I'm talking about we blood, sweat and tears, boogers out the nose. We were convicted. We rededicated ourselves to the Lord, our whole relationship and commitment and goals to honor God in our relationship. And we made that decision that we were going to wait till we got married. And then a couple months later, <laughs> a couple months later, it was like, oh, pregnant. How did that even happen? Like, what was it? Was that like a that time of the month didn't come kind of thing? And then it was like, what? It's a, it's an adult podcast. This is like, nah, bro. I, I just remember we, we found out she was pregnant. And it was like, okay, we got to fast forward the timeline. So 2009, 20, 2009 in July, uh, we decided to push, bump up the wedding and, and wow. get married. And, a, and an exact week later, Peanut was born. An exact week. We got married on a Saturday, July 18th, July 25th, the exact next Saturday, that morning, uh, she went into labor with Peanut. So it was conceived out of wedlock, but was born right. into covenant relationship. So yeah, that's our story, man. He's covered. And bro. then fast He's forward covered. to today, we we about to buy a house. Fairy's got our first home, and we have four beautiful, amazing, talented, just individualistic. Like they, their individual characters are so so different, right, from each mm-hmm. other. We have four children, um, and that's I mean. Their, their, their names carry the testimony of our relationship actually so I'll finish off right. with this because we over that mark um, praise God so Jaden Matthew Jaden means Jehovah has heard um, and Matthew means gifts from the Lord or in, in the sense in the context of provision so we felt mm-hmm. like God saw our heart and our desire to honor him and uh, and we really truly wanted to be together Um wow. And we were just planning out like we were like what you said, that fear, like we wanted to make sure we were establishing our careers. Like I was I didn't have any type of solidified job, career pathway. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I I just had I was still at LaGuardia Community College figuring stuff out, doing a liberal arts degree in deaf studies, um, deaf like sign language. Um, mm-hmm. So God heard our heart and made provisions and provided gifts um, for us to really step up and maturity level wise having our first child was crazy um so there's more testimony behind that but i'll save you madison lee lee means shelter when we didn't know where we were going to stay where we we're going to live god gave us shelter on madison avenue my mom ended up giving us an apartment uh, we actually had uh, a third pregnancy um who didn't come didn't go to full term before the first trimester was over um right. we we lost a child um went to be with the lord his name god revealed to me in a dream god revealed me his face what his face would have looked oh, wow. like yeah looked just like baby peanut it's crazy wow. um revealed um his face to me in a dream and gave me his name as well so um oh, yeah, amen. that's he's jonah michael jonah is usually associated with disaster right that whole story but mm-hmm. jonah actually means pete or dove which is associated with peace, right? Uh, right. So Jonah means dove. Michael, uh, my name actually means who is like the Lord. So who is like the Lord that can provide peace in the midst of chaos and a, and a sad situation, mm. you know, um, and, and misfortune. Then our rainbow baby, Macho, 
uh, he's his aka is macho but gabriel lucas um at that time there was some some stuff happening in the dark that was exposed and brought to the light that's where lucas comes from um but it mm-hmm. also means illuminates and brings light right light like kind of almost like christopher light bearer um so it, it really means more illumination kind of exposing um light and um gabriel means god is my strength God definitely carried us through that tough time. Um, and then finally, Kyla Abigail. Um, Abigail means father's joy and Kyla means victory because we was done, son. <laughs> we was done. Uh, but also just victory, victory and, and establishment of our family unit um, as God intended it to be. And that's our last. That's our baby. That's wow. the father's joy. We, we have victory in taking joy in the father and understanding that we are his joy as well. So wow. that's, that's our, Amen. that's our love story. 12 years. Yo, I, going. I think, I think we, we both gave our love stories. I know we gotta, we gotta head out and get back to uh, the day, but I think we should revisit man and, and talk about how we actually, how we actually became friends and how we actually met. But I think we touched on, right? Like, like the thing that actually brought us together. Um, but we touched on being in the same church, but I don't think people actually understand, you know, where because there's a lot of connections between us and like how things started. Like part of the reason that I actually started DJing was with, I remember you praying for me. So that's a little nugget. But other oh, than that, I, we can't but we got to talk about that. Bro, for real. Wow. I didn't even know. Did I know that? I don't even know that part. You probably, that you part probably didn't even think about it. I know the opportunity. About it. I know the yeah. opportunity was a plug um, through me, but I, I didn't know right. that, that even the call, even the call yes. came through me. Wow, that's crazy. All right, we, we over time, but you want to close but, this out, yeah. bro? Go close this out. Yeah, man. So <laughs> listen, this is the Missing Link Podcast with Prophet Link, Lost and Found. If you're listening to us, please go ahead and follow us uh, on all social media platforms, as well as the podcast, man. Make sure that you're following the podcast. And we know that you're listening. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, subscribe, like, share, yes. all those things to get us uh, flowing in the algorithm all so right. that you know we can grow the podcast. But we love y'all. We thank y'all for tuning in with us. Uh, I learned this. I learned this today. Or, or was it? Doesn't that mean I love you too? Or oh, could be. I don't can't. know. <laughs> I, I learned that from Ernie from uh, the NBA. I forget his last name. But he said his son does that but but so we love y'all we thank y'all for tuning in this is the Mr. Link podcast and we out y'all peace Mortified heart, so the mortal eye goes. Hey, do we give him the lie?
Give me the light, give me the man and give me the strike. Give me the banner and give me the life. And I get a cabana when I'm in the sky. With a king and his famine, I'm fishing for salmon. I never abandon, I'm gripping them tight. Swear to my grandma, lifting the hammer, the sword of his damn, I give it a strike. Man, I ain't one for the captain. I'ma sit under the captain. I'ma look up in the captions. Run if you want, but I'm stuck in them up for the action. Devil a bucket is faction. Wishing them luck, I'ma tuck it and blast it. Lifting them up is like clutching a trash bin. Or a bad woman at the ball in real life. She ain't number the catfish. Yeah. And they ain't got nothing to sell me So I'm cropping them out of the pick And turning a family shot in a selfie Cause God picked me up out the muck and the mud And out of the fire to help me Then he said that he got me Now I'm a copy and follow the light till he well pleased I don't know if you got it But well done is what I'ma invite him to tell me You could get it too and know the well run Living water could fill up a swell beach Full of seashells and the well seagull And kelpies full of one to retreat to Ride a sea dude with a dolphin in the sea dude Get you a seat at the sequel hey, 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 hey. 